0: Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. And now,
1: and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. at Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager uh, here at the Hernan Sports Bar and Grill in Gretna, just off of 204th Avenue. You're on your way to the uh, Gretna game tonight. Swing on by for a slice of pie, cold beer, uh, to watch me get payback for picking against Nebraska from one Elijah Herbel. Will Wilson has already paid his taxes, and then some with the, uh, the, the uh, Hot Ones Challenge. Mm-hmm. With those Inferno wings, the, there are great wings here at Hurt Ant Sports Bar and Grill. There's great pizza, there's incredible wraps. There is the bang bang sauce. It is house made. I don't know what's in it. I just know that it tastes amazing on fries, on the uh, boom boom shrimp, and, uh, yeah, there's fellas up at the bar here watching a little bit of a preview. Houston in Kansas. There's uh, some cold beer. Man, it's a good time. We say hi to Jacob Padilla with Hale Varsity and Herd Ant Sports. Talk a little Big Red Basketball in the high school scene. Creighton in action as well. Jacob, thanks for making time tonight. Good to spend a few minutes. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Sorry, Bob, earlier, guys. Thanks for kind of juggling things around for me.
1: No, you're good. No worries. Appreciate your time and insight as always. And Jacob, you've seen a lot of Nebraska basketball. We've spent most of the show on Nebraska's improbable comeback. But how do you do the math on this? <laughs> <laughs> One half to another. And, you know, you're, you're arguably your, your, your best showman in, in Tominaga. Was, uh, was shut down. What did you think about last night? What do you think this does long-term for Nebraska? Does this give them a little bit more stability come Selection Sunday?
2: Yeah, I, I haven't gotten all the way through my kind of, like, tight rewatch, um, but just kind of from what I've seen, I think a lot of it comes down to shot-making. Like, even at the start of the first half, when Wisconsin opened it back out to 18. Um, they like Nebraska had like three wide open threes, kind of circled the rim and pop out. Like they just weren't making shots. Uh, I thought the offense was fine to start the game, like in terms of process and they got decent looks. They just didn't make it. Them. Guys were missing shots that they normally make. Uh, meanwhile, Wisconsin was making everything, and uh, about the only stops Nebraska got were on turnovers because they were struggling to defensive rebounds. Even when Wisconsin did miss, um, and that's the thing about Nebraska's defense is it's kind of. The purpose is chaos. Like that That's what they're trying to create. And sometimes that chaos is for you, where you get uh, out of position, you're chasing guys off the line and taking yourself out of the play, you're getting mismatches on the glass, um, and having it makes it tough to rebound, even if you do force a miss. And there are other times when uh, it, the guys are kind of on point and on a string, and they're flying around and uh, getting to the spots they need to, and, and the te- the other team doesn't handle it well. In second half, Wisconsin started to turn the ball over and it really was uh, the defense that won Nebraska this game because Wisconsin's been a very good offensive team this season. Um, one of the best in the country, actually. And they, that second half and into overtime, they just completely shut them down. It's Jacob
3: Padilla with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jacob, I hope you know what I mean whenever I ask this question. When you look at that second half performance last night, you know basketball a hell of a lot more than I do, so I think you're the authority on this. Did Nebraska win that game, or did Wisconsin lose that game?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always a, a bit of both. Um, in Wisconsin, they kind of got out of sorts, but Nebraska did that to them. They just, Wisconsin just didn't handle it well. Um, Nebraska made some big plays, big hustle plays. Defensively, they, um, <laughs> they were kind of a little, little bit tighter uh, than they were in the first half. I said they're trying to get you sped up and make things tough for you, and they did a better job of that in the second half. And then Wisconsin didn't handle it well, and that's a credit to Nebraska, and it's a, a detriment for Wisconsin. We thought Nebraska's hand, done the same thing at times this year, where um, they just haven't responded to adversity well. So uh, the answer is always a little bit of both, but I think you give credit to. Nebraska, for just the turnaround and the fact that they did get down so big multiple times and they didn't quit. They, they found a way to, to kind of turn things around. And again, some of it did just come down to shot making. Like again, Rink Mass, uh, two for eight from three in a game, but hit two huge ones. Uh, he didn't have a great shooting game, but he, he came up in the clutch when they really needed it. So once he hit, well, we're, were massive. And then DJ Wilser continues his hot streak, uh, scored 16 in, in the second half there. Um, to to kind of key to comeback. So um, yeah, I think you have to give credit to Nebraska because it is easily. And we've seen them do it on the road. When things go poorly, they kind of fold and they, they, they just, for whatever reason, when, when they've got the, the home crowd behind them, they, they find a way to kind of dig a little bit deeper there and uh, get back into it.
1: Jacob Adilla is with us from Hale Varsity and Herd at Sports at Jacob Padilla underscore. Nebraska the improbable last night against number six Wisconsin as uh, it was just up for grabs at PBA. It was incredible. Atmosphere uh, makes all the difference, and and the fans really willed that to happen along with the team kind of finding their footing. Jacob, I want to get your take on, you know, what's next for Nebraska. We have batted the round. Dia... Do you change the lineup at all, possibly, with C.J. or, or Sam? Uh, do you think this is a long-term issue with Tominaga? What's your take moving into Illinois?
2: Yeah, I think he's in a little bit of a slump right now, and just they keep doing what they are doing because right before that slump, he averaged about 18 a game on 50, 44, 100 shooting splits uh, in the six games before the last three where he struggled. Um, every player is going to have ups and downs and I don't think you need to overreact and change anything dramatically um, just I think Koiberg handled it well you he, he, he roll him out there, see if he can kind of get himself out of it and if uh, he's continuing to struggle then you give those minutes to other guys as the game goes on and I, I think before long we'll see Komenaga kind of get back to what he had been doing before he's going to have a big one here down the stretch that'll help him uh, win a game so I, I don't think he overreacts we're, we're deep in the season now um, the team is kind of what it is, and th- they've kind of settled into, obviously they've, they've had the, the, the fourth spot has kind of been moving around a little bit with uh, the, the Juwan Gary situation and uh, Josiah Alec in and out of the starting lineup, but those two guys um, ha- have made it work pretty well, and they bring some similar things to the table uh, just in terms of toughness and hustle. So um, I-, I, think they, I don't think you've changed anything dramatically. Uh, Casey, I'll be back. And in the meantime, it's good that you've got someone like CJ that's playing as well as he is right now to, to pick up the slack.
3: Jacob, when you look at last night's game, does it impact what Nebraska needs to do on the road for the remainder of this season? We're kind of in agreement here that getting to 500 in conference play puts you in a pretty good spot heading into the Big Ten tournament. And you can get to 500 in conference play if you just take care of business at home from here on out. Does it change to you the fact that Nebraska needs to perform better on the road here if they want to make the NCAA tournament did last night change anything in that regard?
2: Uh, so it. So if they have lost that one, they would have had to make up for it on the road. Like if if they went out at home, lose out on the road, that that'll still kind of. Uh, I think the committee's going to hold that against them, uh, just in terms of the overall road record. If you go an entire season with one road win, the entire year, like that's and you stack it up against some other things, that's something that's going to go against them, just like the two top ten wins at home will go in their favor. Um, so if they can steal uh, at least one, I mean, if you get two of these down the stretch, then you're, you're feeling great. Um, you can get at least, at least one more so that the, the road record doesn't stand out quite as much. Um, I, I think that would go a long way here. Because um, If they had lost that one to Wisconsin, which would not have been a bad loss, Obviously, it was a top ten team coming in, but um, it would have you would have had to make it up on the road to, to get back to that five hundred mark. And tournament doesn't look at your record in the conference, uh, but ten Big Ten wins uh, is, is still uh, a good thing to have there. So um, I, I think it puts Nebraska in position to um, be in good shape without anything crazy happening. Um, if they take care of business at home you steal one on the road then then you'll feel pretty good uh you you lose out on the road you you went out at home then you're still gonna i mean the conversation is gonna happen there but um that uh that wisconsin win to go with the purdue win i think will will be a nice little trump card there in their favor
1: jacob what is on your schedule tonight and this weekend from a Hoop's perspective, uh, what are you eyeing from a high school stand, standpoint? I know um, you, you have uh, Creighton in action as well.
2: Yeah, so I'll, I'll be at uh, CHI Center um, watching Creighton at Butler. So I won't be allowed in any games tonight, but it is a big night. Uh, we've got two Metro Holiday Tournament uh, rematches uh, in, in town tonight with, with Gretna hosting Central, as you mentioned, uh, and then prepping Westside. Uh, is are going at it again tonight as well. So, two big ones there uh, in Class A, and then a big one in C1 as well, where um, DC West is going to Ashram Greenwood, two top 10 teams there. Um, so, pretty good night. Saturday, not as many good matchups, but uh, Lincoln Southeast is going to Bellevue West tomorrow night. Um, I think I'll try to get over for that one because I haven't seen uh, Southeast play just yet this season.
3: Jacob, I've said it before a decent amount. I I think every single season it it tends to be true. The high school basketball season is really a story of pre-holiday tournament and post-holiday tournament. And I'm not saying that teams that are are good pre-holiday tournament are going to be bad post-holiday tournament, but you always seem to have a couple, one or two, that they seem to hit their stride following that holiday tournament. You get into January and into February, and it seems like a whole new team. Which teams do you think kind of fit that build this year? Are there any?
2: Yeah, I don't know if anybody's, like, completely turned things around. I think what we have seen is – I think the conversation going into the holiday tournament is, oh, especially in Class A, it's, oh, you got any six, seven teams feel like they could win this thing. And kind of as the season gone, has gone on, it's it, it felt like WS and Miller North have kind of separated themselves from the pack just with their recent results and kind of where they stand now. Uh, if, if there's one team that can um, – I mean, that's kind of hanging in there that next year at central right now with their results. And um, they have that split with Millard North um, and they've got some big ones coming up too. But um, I think we have seen kind of more WS and Millard North have, with the way they've been playing recently, kind of established themselves back at the top, which is what has been the case for the last few years. Um, so everybody else is, I think kind of trying to get back, uh, figure some things out here as we year up for the postseason. to to kind of get back into where we thought, oh, any of six, seven, however many teams, anybody that makes it to state could have a chance to win this thing,
1: Jacob. About 30 seconds thoughts on the run Pius has been on?
2: Yeah, uh, that was really impressive. I was there, uh, the other night against Carney, um, and I think probably the most impressive thing about what Pius has done lately is it's not all Trace and Anderson, um. The other guys around him have stepped up. And a lot of times, the other guys have led the step offensively. Kellen Hum has been on a great stretch recently. Aiden Brass has been helping out. Adam Searcy, uh, Parker Kelly off the bench. they just got a lot of different guys that can hurt you. Um, So where last season early on, it was kind of like 20 and 14 for for Trayson. And then if they get somebody else playing well, then they got a chance to win. Recently, those other guys have been carrying the load offensively, and he's still got Trace in there on the back line, rebounding and protecting things at the rim. So I think that's kind of been the key, is they've just been a more well-rounded team recently, and that's led to their success.
1: Jacob, we'll check in with you next week. Thanks for the time tonight. Yep, thanks for having me,
2: guys.
0: Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.